0: Welcome. This is Lisa, and you're listening to Those Catholic Shrinks with Lisa and... Eugenia. Today's podcast, we will be dispelling the myths of grief. Mm. But before we get into that <laughs> weighty topic...
1: <Yes>. We're <laughs> um, going to need something to drink to talk about this I know.
0: <laughs> we, this is actually... You gave this to me as a gift yeah. uh, for Christmas time. So this is an organic peppermint cinnamon herbal tea. What I know, I actually really love this. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not usually the biggest like herbal tea fan, but mm-hmm. this is like, especially peppermint because peppermint can be really overpowering.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But recently, Andy and I have been drinking tea in the evenings after after Jimmy goes to bed, mm-hmm. and um, this is just kind of a funny story I was telling Regina right before we started recording. <laughs> um. So he's not a big tea drinker. Like he's like I like coffee. Like, he'll ask me to leave my cup of coffee out in the mornings. Mm -hmm. So when he comes home, he can have a cold cup of coffee, which I'm like, that's disgusting. (laughs) But okay. (laughs) Um, He's a
1: dedicated coffee drinker. He's a dedicated
0: (laughs) coffee drinker. Um, Lent is really hard for him because that's usually what he ends up giving up. Mm. But we, I brought this tea home and um, one day he came to me. He'd had a couple nights in a row and he's like, Lisa, I'm just really worried. I'm like, what are you really worried about? He's like... (laughs) I'm really worried we're gonna like drink all of this tea. I'm like, I can go back to the store. I can get more. He's like, yeah, but what if they decide not to restock it? (laughs) Would you like me to go to the store and get some more? (laughs) So I went to the store and bought some more. I brought it home. And so he's like, oh, thank goodness you got more. (laughs) That is not normally you. That's so strange. He's very excited about the tea you gave us. Thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. We're,
1: we're going to pull him to the tea side.
0: <laughs> Sometimes in the evening when we're we're looking for something to watch because we want something wholesome, we'll watch BBC. So now we call it Tea and BBC. Nice. So we have a, a nice new edition of this peppermint cinnamon tea.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, two crazy flavors that I wouldn't ever put together myself, Yeah. but they work really well. Yeah,
0: especially like in a tea form. Like, yeah, peppermint and cinnamon sounds like something, it sounds like you're putting together a gingerbread house. Right. You know? Right. But it's actually, it's a very subtle. So, mm-hmm. again, this podcast brought to you by Trader Joe's. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're looking for a good tea, Trader Joe's has quite the selection.
1: Had that way, yes. And... Andy will probably be grieving the day when mm. the tea will not be stocked.
0: Yes, not he yet. will. Yeah. He'll have to he'll have to find something new. <laughs> Poor man.
1: Which relates to our topic. I <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> just got that. That was great.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. So dispelling the myths of grief. So it Looks, looks like, like, what do we have, five myths? Five myths, yeah. Okay. So I actually got this um, from a website. Um, let me look that up real quick. Oh, I lost it uh it actually came from centerforloss.com so they had a nice little listing and as i was reading through this article the other day i was like this would be a great podcast Mm -hmm. um just because i know i work with grief a lot um working in the school setting we often have students who lose parents grandparents friends um and then for you i'm assuming you probably do some grief work as well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, and I think that's the thing is everybody's experienced loss or right. is going to potentially experience loss. That's, Absolutely. Um, part of, of the project of living is experiencing death and dying in some way
1: Right. And there's lots of different ways to grieve or lose someone you know mm-hmm. whether it's through you know divorce or death you know yeah incarceration even you know there's lots of ways you can lose family members mm-hmm. or friends that
0: losing a job that you really love. Mm-hmm
1: having to grieve that right right Mm -hmm. so yeah i think just living life you know there's all there all comes a point where we have to grieve
0: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so even if you haven't lost somebody significant but i'm assuming there's probably been a significant loss of some kind right um i find that generally everybody has that even even young teenagers um Mm -hmm. they've experienced it for them, it'll be, like, maybe the loss of their first relationship, which can be really painful for them.
1: Right.
0: Um, so we're going to talk about this kind of in the context of losing a loved one, but it, it makes sense in all of those other contexts as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think it's important. I think most people, um, we're kind of jumping around in our list here a little bit, but I think most people when they hear grief and the process, immediate thing that comes up is Elizabeth kubler Ross. Yeah. And the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. I think most people are familiar with them. Mm-hmm. But it's funny; most people are familiar with them, but most people can't name them. Right. <laughs> like, no, there's an order. Mm-hmm. There's like ten of them, right? No, there's five. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I don't. I don't know if I necessarily want to go into what those are. They're really easy. You can Google them. Yeah. Um,
1: five stages of grief. That's all you have to put in, and
0: like a million articles will come up on it. Right. But. Uh, w- I think this podcast is about dispelling the myths. And I think one of the main myths that I hear is that there is a predictable and orderly pattern. Right. Like this is stage number one. So I think stage number one is like denial. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to experience denial first and then I'm going to experience stage number two and stage number three. Right. And I can't move on to the next stage until I've experienced like stage number, I can't do stage five until I've experienced stage four.
1: Right.
0: And then once I've experienced all of those stages, like. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, And my experience working with people and my own grief experiences has been
1: that's that's completely unpredictable. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think we all probably experience the stages at some point, but Mm -hmm. the fact that they would be in a specific order is pretty much impossible because we yeah. all have good days and bad days days when we feel like we're you know whoever we lost um you know it might feel a little better we remembered mm-hmm. a positive memory so the weight of it is a little more bearable and then the next day could be you're back at square one yeah experiencing the shock and the grief of everything in a more intense way so i feel mm-hmm. like you just never know
0: yeah exactly or feeling like you know, I went through um like the bargaining stage. Like I went through all my bargaining and I'm done and I don't need to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But you can come back to stages too. Like mm-hmm. right? um and they'll come in varying intensities and some people just will skip over whole entire stages. Won't <laughs> right. even do them at all. <laughs> just like I, that just was never in my experience a part of grief. Mm-hmm. And then I'll often get the question like did I do it wrong? Mm-hmm. No.
1: Right. There really
0: isn't any wrong way to Mm -hmm. do grief. Right. Um, and and it's I love the stages because it kind of helps you to conceptualize what's happening for you and it puts words and phrases to what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and with anything like that, we can sometimes we can become too rigid with it. Right. Um, and I'll hear it from the people who are experiencing grief, but I'll also hear it from people who are kind of talking to me about a loved one that they're supporting through their grief Mm -hmm. it's like well you know they haven't gone through the anger stage yet they haven't gotten angry and they need to get angry Mm -hmm. well some people's personalities just don't get angry right like that's just not how they work in the world
1: right and what does your loved one need Mm -hmm. in that time in that specific moment if they don't need to get angry we don't need to force them to be angry (laughs) exactly (laughs) they can experience it in a whole different way
0: yeah Yeah, exactly. So I think that's usually one of the big ones Mm -hmm. that I see, Um, and so the one of the other ones that this article talked about that I thought was really interesting was it was saying that grief and mourning are the same experience that there's the same process, Mm -hmm. and they're not. They're actually two different things. and this was, for me, it was actually the first time I really conceptualized it this way. But okay. as soon as I was reading it, I was like, nope, this makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was talking about how grief is our internal thoughts and our internal feelings about the loss. Mm-hmm. And mourning is our experience of grief outside of ourselves. So it's how we process, what we talk about, who we talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that most people, especially in American society... Um, they grieve, but they don't mourn. Mm. I was like, "Ah, oh, that makes so much sense. Yes.
1: We don't like, we do not like to feel like we're burdening anyone else. Mm. We have that very independent-oriented, um, individualistic-oriented outlook, and so you feel like you have to take it on by yourself. Yep. So you wouldn't want to involve anyone in the process of your mourning or grief. Mm-hmm. You would, again, feel like you're being a burden. Yeah. Oh man, that's <laughs> American culture is not helpful for grief. <laughs> no,
0: no, not at all. And we don't like the thought of death and dying. Yeah. You know. So sometimes I think, in the it, in the attempt to not make a situation worse for somebody, what we'll do is we'll say things like, "Oh, keep your chin up," mm-hmm. and like, "Oh, you don't need to cry; they're in heaven." Mm-hmm. And what that's doing is that's telling them it's okay to experience grief, but go ahead and keep the mourning process inside. Like right. that, that needs to, you need to
1: truncate that. Right. We don't want to see that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to appear as if everything's fine. Yeah. Clearly you're sad, but I, maybe I feel uncomfortable dealing with that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate because, again, you know, in order to help someone experience those stages or to be able to find whatever they need to find in order to get to that place of healing... And balance, you know, I feel like we would want to encourage them to have both, yeah. the grief and the mourning. Or I would say even you might find there's a time limit we put on the mourning. Yeah. Like, oh, they passed away six months ago, and she's still really depressed in, like, in her room all the time. Yeah. As if that, you know, that's too long or something yes. like that. Yes, yeah. And I feel like that's another point where everyone experiences that a little differently. Someone mm-hmm. might mourning for a month or two months and look pretty happy and normal and someone might be mourning for a year and Mm -hmm. really be struggling throughout that year yeah yeah and you know is that you know is that a sign that they're not making an effort to try or going through that process Mm
0: -hmm. yeah which kind of moves us to the next point which is um the best way to move um the best thing is to move away from grief and mourning. Like, mm. we, those are experiences we want to try to avoid. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes it can be a little over-spiritualized in, and in the Christian community where it's like, we'll say things like, well, uh, they're in, you know they're in heaven now. Mm -hmm. um or there's no need to be sad because they're with the lord right um or this was the lord's plan or and those things are true they're not untrue Mm -hmm. um and um the person is still experiencing loss Mm -hmm. that person that they love is still not with them and really to kind of avoid those thoughts is only going to, because our feelings want to be heard. Right. So if we're not going to listen to them in the at the outset, they're going to get louder and louder and louder. Right. Um, And so, and then they're going to be harder to deal with over time as well. Absolutely. So the idea of like, okay, I just need to not think about it because I'm a faithful person and I know that this person is with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. And it's okay to experience sadness. Mm-hmm. Sadness is not a sin. Right. Um. And the Lord Himself experienced sadness. We see it all over Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even uh, with Lazarus, um, he wept. He wept. He cried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because that actually brings us to our next point. <laughs> <laughs> Tears um, ex- are um, are a sign of weakness. Mm. Um, but you know, like, huge myth. That's a huge myth. <laughs> gargantuan. <laughs> Tears are not a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. I it, I don't know. I've always seen them as a sign of of like. They're an outward expression of an interior emotion. Right. You know?
1: And I feel like it's similar to what you were saying earlier about everyone, you know, somebody might really need anger and somebody might not. And similar Mm -hmm. with tears, you know? Somebody might really express their grief and mourning through (laughs) tears and somebody else might not. And sometimes we've seen that, you know, even when I worked in high schools where, Students would get mad at another student. So if unfortunately a student passed away, and mm-hmm. they're feeling that pressure of oh well, so and so is not crying, you know that mm-hmm. they didn't care about whoever it was that yeah. passed, and you know again not putting that demand or that criteria on someone is you know or they're really weak because they were crying. Oh, yeah. why are they crying when they can't handle this? So I mean. Again, there's just, it's so nebulous. Mm-hmm. It's so unique to each person.
0: Exactly, yeah. I'll get parents who will, you know, they'll have a grandparent who died, and the parent will call me and say they're just really worried because their child hasn't grieved because they haven't cried. Mm. It's like, no, that that again, that's not, a, like you said, like we don't have to put that criteria on because it's so individual to the person. Right. And understanding that, that tears are a sign of an emotion, and mm-hmm. emotions are not a bad thing they're mm-hmm. not you know like anger is not necessarily a sin right. what we do with it is mm-hmm. and tears and sadness are not a sign of weakness they're just right. a sign of the depth of feeling that you had mm-hmm. and just because you aren't crying doesn't mean you had a lack of depth of feeling right. either absolutely you know it's just an individual to who the person is right. you know like, in Andy's in and my relationship, I am 100% the crier. Like, I will cry at the drop of a hat. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, don't show me a commercial with puppies, like, when I'm having a bad day. Because I'm probably going to cry. Like, it's just going to happen. Or his yes. Andy will watch like the saddest movie on the face of the earth. And he's like, well, that was emotional. <laughs> and he really felt that depth of emotion. Right. You know, he just doesn't, he's not a crier. Right. You know. Right. Um, and so his mourning process will look a lot different than mine will, just mm-hmm. because our personalities are different.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and so our last myth is that the goal is to get over your grief. This one I think is interesting. Hmm. I Approach this one from a number of different angles.
1: <laughs> right. Which I can understand, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you experience loss, it's horrible. You wish it didn't happen. You don't want to deal with it. So obviously the number one goal is to get over it as quickly as possible, right? <laughs> <laughs> but wrong. <laughs> um, I could see how that would be a natural instinct of, mm-hmm. I just don't want to think about this or let's do what I need. Let's... Let me break out that five stages and let me check it off <laughs> and so I can get through this because it, yeah. it's very uncomfortable. It's very difficult. Oh, when you yeah, someone. Um, but again, to speed through and rush through that process of being honest with yourself and what you're experiencing during that time and those emotions, if you're not doing what you need individually mm-hmm. to get through that process, then. Again, that's going to be something you're going to have to deal with later on, that yeah, those emotions and those feelings surrounding that are going to demand a voice mm-hmm. and come out one way or another. And sometimes you see that in family members who maybe um, end up with addictions or something yeah. like that, maybe not ever being able to have a stable relationship in the future. Some, yep. it, all, it comes out one way or another. And so really yeah. giving yourself that chance to not rush.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. The process.
0: And I think it's important, too, to think of it like it's going to be a really intense process for you. The the intense portion of the process is mm-hmm. going to be longer mm-hmm. if you avoid it. Mm-hmm. And grief and mourning is something that that follows us the rest of our lives in that right. that person isn't coming back. And so right. you're, that, that hole in your life will be there.
1: Right. And it's
0: how do we process that? And how do we carry that with us? Mm -hmm. And how do we come to understand what our lives look like moving forward? Right. You know? Um, And that that grief and mourning is a lifelong process, but it doesn't have to be an acutely painful lifelong process. Right.
1: You're always going to notice their absence. Mm -hmm. There's, in a sense, do you ever really get over it? Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, you learn to live life in a different and new way. Mm Mm-hmm. It gets gets easier over time in a sense, but are you really over it? Probably not. Probably not. Because you want that person with you. Exactly.
0: And I think because this isn't the way it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. That, like, God didn't intend for death to be a part of his plan. Mm -hmm. And so there's always going to be a part of us that knows this is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be like this. Mm -hmm. And so there really isn't a way to get over it until the end. Right resurrection yeah when the lord comes back (laughs) and when um all of these wrongs are righted Mm -hmm. and so if anything i think if it's been years since you've experienced the loss of someone and you're still kind of carrying that with you like just know that like that that's that's actually a sign that that you understand that this is not how it's supposed to be in the beginning it was not so Mm. you know um and so I, I agree, yeah. Do you ever really get over it? Right. And I don't think so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because we were not created for death.
1: Right. We were created for life. Right. Um, and saying that to let you know, hopefully, that that gives you some hope that it's mm-hmm. okay to still be feeling that ache and that pain and that longing for that person. You know, yeah. that that's normal. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you did something wrong or you didn't grieve properly or you're you know, overly depressed or overreacting to the situation. But it mm-hmm. just speaks to the reality of this was somebody who you cared about very deeply, who yeah. was an important part of your life, and now they're gone. And that's going to, you're going to feel that. Yeah. And yeah. notice that absence.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that that doesn't make you a person who's lacking faith. Right. But it's a sign that, that you recognize that the Lord created us for something different. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So grief is complicated. Very
1: complicated. It is
0: not a clean, neat, and I love lists. (laughs) I love lists. Checklists are my favorite thing. Um, But it is not a clean and neat five-step process. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody who's like, yeah, so I took about... A week for each of the five stages and I'm done <laughs> never seen it happen
1: would be nice but.
0: <laughs> <It> would be. <laughs> but that's that's not our messy world so if that's something you're experiencing um reach out to others we're creative for community we think we talk about that a lot yeah um reach out to friends to your local priest to a counselor if you're really struggling if you are having trouble over an extended period of time getting out of bed getting to work maintaining relationships that might be a sign that you need, you need to talk to someone but mm-hmm. um experiencing grief is not
1: it's not out of the norm right absolutely and throw those myths out of the, out the window so if you have ever or if you come across experiencing a loss in the future you know mm-hmm. just be prepared that we you it's going to go any kind of way but know mm-hmm. that it's important as long as you stick to what's honest for you mm-hmm. you'll end up okay in the end yeah and mm. oh is that it is yeah that all we have okay. yeah um one more reminder for our email yes <clears throat>
0: Those Catholic shrinks at gmail.com
1: email us let us know what's on your mind what you want us to talk about burning
0: questions of your heart <laughs> <laughs> um, and we will see you all next time